Hello everyone, welcome to 2021, Happy New Year and welcome to a new episode of the Business of Making podcast. You are listening to episode 95 and we're talking all about systems and why they'll make your life easier. We hope you enjoy it. Do you want to make it as a maker? This is the Business of Making podcast with your hosts Michaela Denvers, Deb Engelmeyer and Jess Van Den. We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week of the Business of Making podcast. I'm here as always with my beautiful co-hosts, Deb. Bonjour. And Jess. Good day. Jess thought she was going first, I think, then. <laughs> I, I did mess it up in my head. I was like, who am I going to say first? <laughs> I think we're always on edge when this happens. Like, whoever is hosting, we never know which. Who's going to be but first? Who's going to be first? Um, so this week, we're going to be talking about systems. And I don't know, like, I think the word systems can put a lot of people to sleep immediately. So mm. I want to preface this with it's not going to be a boring episode. It's going to be really, really helpful and valuable for you because we're going to be talking about why having systems and processes in place is basically going to save your bacon. And Jess? I think you can call them habits for your business. Could be another yeah, way of thinking about business. it. Healthy Good habits for you. Yeah, healthy habits healthy for your habits. business. I like that. So we're going to jump into that and uh, talk about, yeah, wh- why they're good, what they might look like. But before we do that, we have some lovely people that have been supporting us on Patreon that we would like to shout out. So I have two shout outs today. The first is Carrie Arnold, who is a still life and landscape painter in Minnesota in the States. And my goodness, you should definitely jump over and have a look at her work. Uh, it's just CarrieArnoldArt.com. Um, her, it's just, I don't even know. It has like a really beautiful, like soft quality about the, um, I'm not an artist. So these words are not good. Descriptors, I apologize. Not good art words. Not, not good art words. I struggle with English at the best of times, um, which is really good for doing a PhD. But anyway, um, they're very soft. It's sort of like muted pastel type tones in the landscapes and they just look um, I mean, the ones that I'm looking at at the moment are sort of winterscapes, but they're just beautiful. So definitely jump on over and have a look. Um, she does still life as well, which is, you know, indoorsy uh, vases and fruits and things, but they're beautiful. So definitely jump over and have a look at Carrie's work. And thank you so much, Carrie, for supporting us. Thank you. And our, thank you. <laughs> our second shout out is Ivy Rose Design Studio, uh, which is a fashion studio based on the, I was about to say Sunshine Coast, but it's Harvey Bay in Queensland. Where's that, Jess? Is that it's about Island. two hours north of me in the Sunshine Coast. So Right, yeah. okay. So, so there's Sunshine Coast. Yeah, Sunshine Coast, and then it's a little bit further north of that. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. It's where so, Fraser Island is, right? Yes, yes correct. Island, yeah. And so uh, Sue actually designs these um, beautiful dresses, glamorous, sexy evening and formal gowns, um, elegant, sophisticated resort wear, uh, wedding gowns, cocktail and racewear. So definitely, again, jump over and have a look if you're in the area or anywhere in Australia. Um, have a look at ivyrosedesignstudio.com.au and you can see the beautiful work that Sue does on there as well. Again, thank you so much for being a patron. Thank you so much. Okay. 
I just mm-hmm. wanted to say really quickly, something I really liked on this website was, um, and Jess is going to love this too, heavily influenced by the glorious year-round weather of Queensland. Yes. <laughs> Jess is always going, you know, because Michaela's in Canberra, and I'm in, I'm in Sydney, and she's in Queensland. So it goes cold, warmish, hot, you know, like two very <laughs> like good year stuff. Round. And yeah, yeah, year-round. <laughs> so Jess is always like, it's just so much better in Queensland all the time. <laughs> I'm like... Well, go to the go. beach today. Yeah. You know. To be honest, we're entering the, the the hell season of summer right mm, now. Yeah, that's um, what. But I I've now got aircon in my office, so my life is much happier. Yeah, I love but it. But anyway, it's actually you know she says it's influenced by that in the sense that her gown and the dress and her collections use cool linen and cotton, so that because I was thinking too, like, yeah, imagine going to a party and you want like a really nice dress. But it's like really hot and it's this mm. kind of like satin thing that sticks to you and you're sweating. Yeah. It's not nice. Yeah, no, no, so no. she uses fabric that work really well for, you know, when it's hot. <laughs> I wear yeah. a lot of con- cotton and linen, let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet. I wear fleece and <laughs> I have my slippers on right now. <laughs> I have four normal seasons so I can wear anything. <laughs> we have seasons here too in Canberra. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. We do too. We have the wet season really and the dry cold. season. <laughs> have you ever wondered how successful your handmade biz is in relation to the industry as a whole? Are you working more or less? Are you earning more or less? Does everyone want to have a full-time business? Or do some just want a successful part-time gig? How many makers are really making a living online or via markets and shows? Here's your chance to be part of the largest survey of handmade business owners that has ever been done. It's called the State of Handmade. Our first survey was in 2020 and got almost 2,000 responses. We want to make this year bigger and better to reach more people and get a clearer idea of the state of the handmade industry. We're especially curious as to how COVID-19 has affected handmade business this year. We want to hear your story. Head on over to thestateofhandmade.com right now. We want to reach as many people as possible all over the world, so please share this with your friends, colleagues, and community. Have your say now, thestateofhandmade.com. Yes. Okay, so let's dive into our systems episode, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, I think it's going to be a good one. And really, I guess the focus of this episode is like talking about why they'll make your life easier and why you should consider having healthy habits mm-hmm. in your business. Yeah, that should totally be the episode title. Healthy yeah, I was going to say business. This, is, this has just become the episode title. We've just decided <laughs> that. That's great. <laughs> well, <laughs> even though, well, our first point that we're going to cover is what is a system, but we might change it to what is a healthy habit in a business? Well, something that, okay, so something you have to do repeatedly mm-hmm. uh, that you don't have to reinvent the wheel every single time you want to do it. You want to turn it into something that you you document and so you, and systematize so that you do it the same way every time and it makes life a lot easier and saves you a lot of time and effort. Yeah. And puts you on a growth trajectory as in yes. you can skip it once, you can skip it twice, but if you don't and if you do it every time, it it supports a long-term goal, essentially a mm-hmm. healthy growing long-term goal. So it's not like it's not oh, there's always you know some sort of short term benefit from mm. doing this thing as well but it's more in, it's something that you have to do to support your your goals and your long term long term goals. Yeah, I think people get this weird idea and I see this all the time that somehow success is something you do 
and you achieve. Like if I just do this one thing this one time, it'll be, it'll change everything. You know, yeah. uh, if I do, if I get featured in this place, if I change this one thing in my shop, suddenly I'll be successful. Mm-hmm. No. Which is what is sold to us, right? Well, right. That's what's sold to us in, in the online and yeah. in real life. Like this is marketing 101 yeah. is the people saying, do my system or do, do this one thing and you'll yeah. be a One success. quick trick. Isn't yep. it, you know, to solve yeah, this problem? It's the overnight mm. success, yeah. you know. Mm. And we got sold it in business. We get sold it in life. Like take the, you know, you want to lose weight, do this diet for this period of time and you'll, mm-hmm. you'll lose weight forever. It's not how it works because yeah. then you just go back to your normal habits and it'll, you know, and that's the problem is that if you don't implement a good system or good habit and then turn it, you know, you can do something for a short period of time, it will make a difference. But then if you stop doing it, you'll just go back to where you were before. So it's a similar sort of idea. You know, these systems and habits in your business are the things that will make you succeed in the long term. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sean Wes has this great saying, he's like, show up every day for two years and you'll be a success. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. about it's what you do every single day, yeah. not about what yeah. you do once or twice. Yeah, and it's those small steps too. It's not like you, exactly. if you, I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but maybe one of you guys can. Um, if you do something, a big thing once, then you might see good return from it for a couple of weeks. But if you do a smaller step for, you know, 52 weeks of the year, you're going to be 52 steps ahead of where you were doing that on one yeah. thing to be yeah. Like okay, advertising. I advertise my business in a magazine once. And I get mm-hmm. a flight of orders from that. But then people forget about me because they they see the ad once, they might buy something and then they move on. Whereas running a small, like if you want to do advertising, um, say Etsy, you know, on Etsy I have a couple of dollars a day devoted to running ads there. So it's a drip feed, but it mm-hmm. brings me consistent sales all the time rather than mm-hmm. in, like I could be investing the same amount of money in two different ways, but one's going to bring me consistent sales over time and the other one will bring me a, maybe maybe or maybe not a glut yeah. of sales. You don't know. That's just one small example but yeah. about mm. something you do once versus regularly. Yeah, so can, going back to consistency and small steps, but it, in terms of our systems and getting them happening, not then forgetting how you did something a week ago and starting again and spending three hours setting it up again. So say we are talking about advertising. Maybe you're doing, you're putting in a new ad to wherever, Etsy or Facebook or whatever, and you did it a week ago and it's worked pretty well, but then you're starting from scratch and you're like, oh, so I have to do an image and I have, and you, you're just going to spend all of that time Mm -hmm. redoing it, maybe not doing it the same Mm -hmm. way because you're going off memory. So having a checklist Mm -hmm. of what you did the first time, and then following that checklist is going to be a lot quicker, a lot more efficient, mm-hmm. and it's going to replicate the thing that worked the first time in the same way, yeah. which is really Yeah, good. so another example might be when you create a new product, basically mm-hmm. having a checklist from beginning to end, what you need mm-hmm. to do from the moment you think of a new idea to the moment it's for sale in your shop. Like what are the steps you need to take from A to, to Z? And if you, because if you do that over and over and over again and you just get distracted and you get like, oh, what am I supposed to do now? And you waste so much time and energy trying to figure out what the steps are that you have to take. It's, yeah. I mean, that's why like, I'm, I'm sure Deb has these things as well. Like it's the reason I created the setup shop course because it's a system. And that's why I say to people, like you, if you follow this system step by step Mm. at the end of it, you'll be done rather than trying to figure, you know, invent the wheel from the beginning every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I leave and 
like my business is built on systems and I think mm. this is just the way that successful businesses are run. Like there's no yes. other truth to that. I think what we need to explain though very quickly, so we're definitely on the same page, is there's two definitions. I'm looking it up. I'm not, you know, just having a definition in my head. I've just <laughs> looked it up. There's two main definitions for system and we're really focusing on one of them. So the first mm. is a set of things working together as parts of a mechanism or, you know, mm, like a connecting, Yeah, mm-hmm. like a framework. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second one is a set of principles or processes or procedures according to which something is done an organized method and that's really what we're talking about yes the checklist idea your checklist yeah Yeah, essentially yeah so set of instructions the procedure like how Mm -hmm. you did something yeah what At the moment, include. actually, yeah. when we're recording this, it's really quite timely for me because the last couple of weeks I have literally spent every time that I'm not working, you know, in the business supporting customers or whatever, like the backend project I'm working on is recreating all my procedures, like systemizing the heck out of something that was already quite systemized <laughs> uh, because I wanted to find more free time. I wanted to find more you know, opportunities for growth. And I knew that I was losing time in stuff that wasn't properly systemized. And so like, mm-hmm. this is how essential it is. Like, this is almost something that you need to do once, but then you need to like, look at it every year and go, okay, is there new things that I've been adding this year that are not really systemized properly? Or is this stuff that has changed and I need to update it? It's something that you need to do constantly and improve. Another thing that I find is that if I don't have something as a habit in my business, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll go post to Instagram <laughs> and then two weeks have gone by and I haven't posted to Instagram. Yeah. You know why? Because I haven't set up a habit of posting to Instagram or yeah, a system yeah. of when I post to Instagram. But as soon as I set it into my my actual written systems and put it on my diary and say this day of the week I will schedule my posts at mm. this time yeah and I will have two posts they will be posted at this time on this day because I've looked into my Instagram insights and seen when my people are most active on Instagram so that's what I'm going to post and then I schedule them and then magic it gets done so yeah. you know but if I don't do that which I haven't for a really long time let's, this is one that I've been working on so obviously it's top of mind for me but it's yeah it just doesn't get done and then you know what happens you feel guilty and you Mm. feel like you're not doing what you should be doing and then you get stressed so it's you know it's kind of a vicious cycle where if you're not systematizing stuff and putting it in to your routine like your daily or yeah you've got to schedule it in right yes it won't that's what we say all the time you have to schedule it in otherwise it won't get done because you go back to the bloody is it um not maslow it's some other guy the priority (laughs) matrix uh you mean Uh, Eisenhower's priority matrix, Um, you know, the urgent, important, not urgent, not important. It's always the things that you shouldn't be doing right now that will get done, right? Mm -hmm. And if you don't schedule it in, you won't make the time to do Mm. the thing that you're doing. And I think it's really important to think of this as not just just a tech checklist, like you do your checklist, sure, and in our Patreon episode this month we're going to go through exactly sort of how to do that. But then you have to action it. You have to actually implement and actually do the checklist and actually, you know, make it yes. part of your regular routine. And I guess that's where we're coming back to the healthy habits. Mm. It's not just creating the list. It's actually implementing the list as well. Mm. Yeah. So one problem you might come up against is you go, okay, yeah, I'm going to systematize everything. It's going to be awesome. And then you you sit down, like probably what Deb's similar to what Deb's been doing, like analyze everything, work out a system for everything, write it all in Trello or Asana or wherever the hell you're keeping these systems. And then next week you've totally forgotten that you wrote all these systems and you're not using any of them anymore. They're just sitting there in the background. And then six months later, you're like, I really should work out a system for this thing. <laughs> and then you go in there, you're like, 
oh, oh, I've already done that. I just forgot that I did that and I'm not actually using it. So one thing you might want to just take away, and this is the same for habits, and I think we're going to mention our favorite habit book uh, shortly. The same with habits. If you try to change all your habits at once, you'll fail because it's too much. It's too much for your brain to keep track of. It's too much for you to remember. It's too disruptive to your life um, as a whole. It's why New Year's resolutions don't usually work, especially if you set like five of them because you're trying to radically change too many things. And humans are habitual creatures. We just will default to what we were doing before. And so if you try to make too many rapid changes and, and implement too many new things, chances are it'll all fall apart. Yeah. I just was thinking I'm <laughs> so it's so true, Jess. So I my business is also extremely systematized, but I haven't uh, used any of those systems in two years. It's kind of because the whole business is kind of on pause currently because of doing the PhD. But um, you you so easily forget what you've created. And so I even have gone so far as to almost start recreating the systems from scratch that I've already done. <laughs> so I've already done the work to create the systems. And then I was thinking like a little while ago, I'm like, oh, I really should like write out some you know, instructions or whatever, or, you know, to get back on track with some things. And then for today's episode, I opened up my asset register, which links to all of my different systems. And I'm like, ah, it's already all here. I've already done all. <laughs> all I need to do is tell someone to follow the instructions. <laughs> yeah. So, there's, so there's... putting that into the, into the diary would be very helpful because then I could even just like analyze what I already have and then yeah. go, yeah, we can do this. Because there's the part that's the documentation, which we're going to cover in the Patreon episode this month as well, like how to actually create a system around whatever you need a system for. But then there's the implementation part that needs to be consistent or you're <laughs> missing the point of why you're having a system in the first place. And so I think there needs to be, and then that depends on you, but I think these days most people want to at least have some sort of app. Like, I mean, maybe you're 100% a paper person and you just want your planner and that works for you, cool. I use Asana, some people use Trello, there's plenty of other apps, most of them are free. I think you need to have your system is somewhere in a document, say a Google document, a Word document, whatever. This is step one, how you do this, step two, how you do that, step three, how you do that. It's essentially your tutorial for how to do the mm. task. But then the actual task reminder is in that, you know, um, project management software or your planner that says, okay, it's Tuesday and the task is repeated every Tuesday, go and do this task now with this procedure attached to it. That's how it works because you need to be, you know, like essentially that's what you were saying. If it's not in your planner or in your, in my case, in Asana, it's not going to get done. Like I have this mm -hmm. thing in my business where I go, if I'm not assigned with a due date on Asana, I'm not going to do it. I just, I won't, it's just mm -hmm. not going to happen. <laughs> if I'm assigned and there's a due date, then it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the reasons people like, I mean, I think we've covered some of the reasons, but let's just get clear on the reasons why this is really important. Uh, not only because it saves you time and energy, there are actually other good reasons as well. Mm. So I think I mentioned really briefly in the introduction, like maybe I didn't anyway, <laughs> at some point it might've been before the episode, before we started recording. Um, what if you break your leg and you like have to go to hospital for a week? and you have orders to send out, what then happens? You kind of need to emergency-proof your business, right? So you need to uh, have a person that can step in and at least do the bare minimum. If they have no idea how to do anything in your business, that's going to be a real issue. So if you have these checklists and instructions of how you do certain things, like how you package up an order and how you actually send it out, then they can just follow the instructions. Easy peasy. And while you're recovering in hospital, 
things still keep happening. Mm. Of course, like when like major, major, major things happen in your life and you literally can't do anything in your business and it's like life takes priority, obviously. But if you do have that person that could step in and just keep things running, I think that would be really um, valuable. Yeah, and even at the bare minimum, you have like these are the places, this is the autoresponder, like just somebody can set that up for you. So, you know, your customers who message you going, what the hell's going on, will get an autoresponder saying this thing has happened and I will get back to you at this time, like something as simple. Like so you need, okay, so where are your passwords? How how's somebody going to log into your stuff? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. um, I mean, I'm lucky I've got, I've set up something, you know, like LastPass, those sorts of password management systems where someone else can log into them as well. So Nick and I both have access to all of the passwords for the business. I don't know how you survive without last I Yeah, it was stupid not to set that up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is asking for crazy passwords this day. You're signing up for something and they're like, you need three crazy characters, four letters, six uppercase, and you're like, well, that my usual password is not going to work for that. So that's why I had LastPass because I was like, I need something where it's going to be. I mean, there are a couple of things I don't have in LastPass, like my bank accounts, because I just don't trust it that much. But, you know, for most stuff, it's not really going to be a big disaster if somebody hacks your Instagram password, like you can always change it. So yeah. I'm not I feel like I, it's you know, um, a really good point here that we should um, use technology to your advantage. Like yes. things like passwords, yes. like you shouldn't, have to be remembering or writing them down down. anywhere like use technology to your advantage is free like you don't have to pay anything for it do your research to make sure it's reputable but Mm. other than that like yeah yeah use technology it's there to help you it's a good thing it just makes like like, i click on a site and it brings up my password for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's good (laughs) and i mean you can have you can have that built into like your google chrome or whatever but that's not as secure it's definitely not as secure i would highly recommend not doing that yeah exactly exactly (laughs) so be careful about what you know make sure you're using secure software also just a security like psa here um the most important password to keep safe is your main email because that's where all your password reset links go so that's what you want to keep the safest just for everyone's information. Very yeah. good point, Michaela. Thank All you. All right, we went on a little safety password Sorry. tangent here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everyone enjoyed that little that old no, here to get us back on track. <laughs> I was like, where are we going? Are we going? I was like, wait, where? <laughs> um, but no, I think it's because we we started from the emergency proofing and it was like, mm, if something yes. happens to your business, you need a system for something happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Something happens, like start process A. <laughs> Yeah, and then your family or whatever knows about that because they are the one that usually would be helping you in those case. In that case, or if you have a business partner or an assistant or whatever, they know about yeah. that. As well. um, another thing that we haven't mentioned, I feel yet another reason is the pure mental load of a task that's recurring that you have to do all the time and that mm-hmm. you're doing from scratch. Mm-hmm. And I think we sort of, um, um, like you, uh, Michael, I don't know if we talked about that before we actually hit recording. I know, sorry. <laughs> we had too much of a conversation before recording and I'm like, did I say that already? Yeah. Mm. And I think maybe Jess already mentioned that at the beginning though, but it's this idea of when you do something from scratch, you know how to do it after a while because you've been doing it 10 times already, but still you're asking yourself those micro questions of, okay, what am I meant to do after I click that button? Like which order mm-hmm. do I do what? Mm-hmm. And especially if it's a task that you don't do every day and that you will do say every five weeks, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just enough time to kind of forget how you do it <laughs> and yeah. then kind of partially remember it. So you get frustrated and it's just like this mental energy that you're spending doing a task that it really could be systematized with a quick little checklist every time. It's like step one, click this, step two, update that 
that step three check that that is displaying correctly or whatever and then done you know and so you mm -hmm. you really are just following it this is this becomes you can listen to a podcast while you work task <laughs> because it's so easy for you to follow that process you're not you don't really have to think so i think that mental load is huge because i feel like this is something um that's draining you know, mm. in terms of when you build a business like that all this stuff is not why you started your business so let's make them as easy as we can for you yeah totally all that bandwidth that we're using with all these tiny mm. micro decisions and micro like getting confused about where you're up to and you know yeah. all that stuff yeah. is it's a lot and we need to free up some space there and this definitely helps with that yeah for sure and a new another one is outsourcing, isn't it? So if we're, mm. if you want to actually outsource anything at any stage, having it systematized and documented means you can literally just hand that over to somebody. And you you know you may have to supervise and answer any questions they have, but basically you're just giving them what they have to do, and it makes mm. life a lot easier. So yeah. an example with that is if you, I mean, there's a lot of things in your business that if you're a solo person doing your business then you will need to do yourself as in the making and stuff and unless you're at a stage where you can outsource that but stuff that anyone can do is like you know social media posting and stuff like that you all you would need to do is have a set of instructions on like if you just tried to hire someone to do that and just said do my social media then it's going to take a long <laughs> it's going to take a long time for them to get it right and you're going to be going back again and again going oh that's not right that's not right you might even like think that they're not good at it but it's really that you haven't really trained them properly mm. and so this is kind of like a training document so you set up this document that has the um like the style of images that you want to be used the like how often it should be posted the the personality tone that's in the writing and like some example captions and stuff like that so then you train them that once you give them that document and then they can go off and do it forever after and make your life a lot easier and save you that time so yeah think about it as sort of training documents too for when you're ready to outsource any part of your business yeah and I think, you know, it's a good rule to, even if you're right now, you're listening, you're like, oh, I'm not there, or maybe mm. I never want to be there. Maybe I just mm. want to be a one person business, which is completely fine, but it's still a good rule as a test to ask yourself, is this a good system to mm. look at it as if you've never done it before? And is this enough information and steps and logins and, you know, guidelines for me to do it um, without any further information, you know, yeah. or very little. So it's like, give it to your wife or husband or kid and go to you. Could you do this? And like, unless it's a crazy difficult task, you know, but if it's a oh, simple You've just one, given then... me an idea. My kid's nine. He's technically able. <laughs> He's totally old enough to do stuff for you. Get him to do stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, at least having a look and going like, yeah, yeah, look, that makes enough sense. Like I feel like I can understand what you want me to do. Mm. And I think this is good to do it even if you think you're not ready yet because the day you're starting to realize you're ready to say outsource either maybe it's production maybe it's packaging maybe it's marketing whatever it is even bookkeeping whatever bookkeeping is different because obviously if you pay a bookkeeper they, they know what they're doing <laughs> yeah. usually an accountant but um you know you by the time you realize you're overwhelmed already and you need mm. to let go of some tasks and there is nothing worse than realizing you on top of it I have to create all those processes for this person yeah. that you want to hire it becomes yeah. and it's so easy job. it's so easy to create them while you're doing it Mm -hmm. So the next time you do a particular task, just create the document as you're doing it and then it's done and you can add to it later if you want to, but it is so easy to do it along the way and then you have it and it's there and you can pass it on the next time that you need someone else to do it. For sure. So another thing that this does is obviously it saves you time. We talked about mental load, saves you time, but it gives you more time to be creative, right? Like if you're just spending all of your time 
doing these niggly tasks and doing these things you're the type of person who doesn't really like the business side yeah of running a business like this will make it so much easier you may struggle to be successful if that is you. <laughs> but, but people can do hard things, right? Like can. you can still not enjoy it and still yeah, be successful at it. But yeah, yeah. But uh, it will, yeah, it'll free up your time and your energy so you can spend more time doing the fun stuff. Basically, being creative, creating new things. This is the biggest thing that I found a challenge when my business started to grow, my jewelry business. You know, in the beginning, I got maybe a couple of sales a week, you know. I had plenty of time to play around with new designs and come up with new ideas. But by the time you're getting busy, you're so busy keeping up with orders and the social media posts I have to do and answering emails and blah, 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 that you just, by the end of the week, you're like, I have not spent a single moment considering any new designs or anything. Like, and then a month, that turns into a month and that, you know, like you just get so caught up in the day-to-day. But so by trying to streamline and systematise recurrent tasks, you're going to free up that time to be creative. Mm, for sure. And that bandwidth, like we were just saying yes. before, the mental load. So not just time but, yeah, the, that mental load <laughs> of all the admin things will be much smaller so then you have that. Mm. creative and you don't have to like this is this is the thing like I talked about I think on one of my videos recently but this idea that when you're self-employed oh I'm going to struggle to get work done how do I how do you motivate yourself to get work done I don't motivate myself I everything is a habit everything I do has become a habit Mm. (laughs) like I work Monday to Thursday when I wake up on a Monday morning I don't have to decide if I'm working today it's a work day. <laughs> I don't have to decide what time I'm starting work. I start work after I've had breakfast, done my workout, had a shower. Then I start work. Like it's turning everything into a habit and system so that it's not, you're not wasting mental energy trying to convince yourself to do the work. You literally just do it because that's what you do at this time on that day. So by in- implementing those and, and building upon previous habits, in order to implement new habits, that's the best way to do it. Um, oh, what is the what is that called? I'm sure he talks about it in Atomic Habits, where you you attach a new habit to an old habit. I can't remember the name of, of I it can't though. Either. But that's a good way to do it. Yeah. So I think you, you know it's funny because when you were saying that, I was like, I feel like there's still a lot of people that could be listening and saying, well, that just sounds like there's no freedom of you know doing. Uh, what if Tuesday morning I, I want to have my breakfast before working out or whatever? I'm just making so fun. <laughs> but, you know, like do something different. A, just do it. Mm. But B, <laughs> yeah. also, it's not true. I think that I'm very, uh, I'm definitely with you on that. I'm very, I'm very, I'm a creature of habit for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I love Ooh, a routine. Uh. And because it actually gives me f- more freedom. And I think mm. it's a, it seems like it can be true, those two things at the same time. But it definitely is like the more you have a routine and systems and habits around those things that you need to do every day to support your long-term goals, the more freedom you have to actually be creative outside of that. And when I say creative, it's not necessarily working on your products, although of course it can be, but just have creativity in your life in general and have space to do other things because the rest is taken care of. You're not spending all that mental time thinking, what time am I going to do this or that or whatever? And it, take, it takes you already an hour to decide that, that you could have used reading a book or, you know, cooking a nice meal or whatever it is that you mm. like to do. I'm hungry, so I'm going to do a lot of cooking. I feel like uh, examples. What's of a cooking example? Nice <laughs> meal. Oh, yum. <laughs> well, you know what? I don't disagree with either of you. I think you are correct. 
Um, I think I'm not a creature of habit. I do find it really hard to stick to a rigid structure of the week, but I know it's better for me. So I think this is kind of like a separate conversation we might need to have in another episode of how people like myself can get into a habit because it's not just as easy as you just do it. Like it doesn't really work like that for everyone. <laughs> so no. um, practicing practicing habits and practicing routines I think is another step of this but what deb and jess are saying is completely true like you should just have a standard routine that you do every week and it doesn't mean it's non-negotiable like things happen life happens you know like sometimes Mm. you got to pick the kids up from school and the whole afternoon goes out the window but um having that in place in the first place and sticking to it as best you can is what's going to make everything way easier for you but i guess just playing at devil's advocate like that's not easy for a lot of people (laughs) Yeah, it's not easy to start a new habit, but once you have got it there, and that's what I'm that's what I was kind of saying earlier about don't try to change radically change everything. You, you mm, change one bit thing at a, at a time. Yeah. You add add or subtract or alter one thing and you do that for a period mm-hmm. of time until it becomes a habit. And once it becomes a habit, you don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah. And then you start the next thing. And I think too, just going back to what you were saying about being motivated and not being motivated because you know that I, I don't know I've heard people are like motivation is not a thing but and you just have to do it mm. but I think thinking about the reason why you just have to do it gives you the motivation right mm. so it's like yeah. if you think ahead and go okay I know I don't necessarily want to start this thing right now but I know that if I continue doing this thing daily then the end result will be x y and z I'm going to get more sales I'm going to be able to leave my job whatever that might be mm. And that should then help to give you the motivation to go, okay, yes, I just need to do it. So, yeah, I don't know. There's you have to find your why. You, yes. have to, you have to have a strong why. Like you're not going to, this is the problem. People start a new, try to start a new habit or something, but they don't know why they're doing it. They just do it because someone else has said it's a good thing to do or they think they should do it. This is the worst mm-hmm. one. It's like, oh, I should do that. Well, why should you? Do you actually care? Because if you don't actually care and it's not actually something that matters to you, guess what? You won't succeed (laughs) because you just (laughs) won't keep going. It has to be, you have to have a reason and you have to have a strong why because that's what will, that's what will keep you going because you'll remember that. That is the motivation to do the thing. And it doesn't mean that it's always going to be easy. It doesn't mean, I think this is the idea that motivation is like, rah, rah, you're going to feel like doing it all the time. No, Mm. it's, it's deeper than that. It's uh, a real, like, I really don't want to get up and do a workout this morning. Ugh, I don't feel well. What? Well, is that an excuse? Like, can I modify it in some way so I still do it, but I, mm-hmm. you know, it's not as hard. Um, why am I doing? Like, I have a, a deep why. Why am I doing this? Because I mm. want. When I'm 80, I want to be agile and strong. That's literally my why for getting up, and and I want my mental health to be to be strong. And if I fall off the wagon and don't keep up with these things, neither of those things are going to come true and they really matter to me. So that's what keeps me motivated. And mm. It doesn't mean it's always easy or it always feels good, but you always have that reason. And so you might skip something for one day, but you're not going to skip it the next day. Mm. And we've talked about this previously in regards yeah. to exercise specifically, but I think it's, I mean, we've talked about this several times all throughout all of our episodes. Yeah. Um, long, long ago, talking about ergonomics and all that kind of stuff and health and da-da-da. I think it's, we all think it's very important to keep yourself healthy in body and mind mm. to be able to run a successful business. It's all related. Um, and I forget my punchline. <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, Why yeah. Didn't so, that build up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> a recent episode, we were talking about exercise again, and 
Um, just basically going back to finding what works for you. So mm. if you are doing a certain thing and you do have that end goal in mind and so you do, you are like, for example, getting up and exercising every morning, but if you're fucking hating it every single second, mm. find something else oh, yeah. that will still go towards the end goal but something that works for you that you can enjoy a little bit more. Mm. So if, you know, getting up early in the morning because you think you should to mm. exercise is not working for you, maybe try doing it at nighttime, you know, like you can be flexible in whatever it is that you're trying to do as long as it's still working towards that end goal. If I had to get up every morning and go for a run, I'd want to kill myself. I, I would hate way, running. I would love that more, way more than it. any other exercise. And I've tried, <laughs> I've tried to make myself a runner and I've tried multiple times. And you know what? No. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, Jess. Absolutely I hate running. Not. I hate running. I don't understand it. You can walk instead. It works as well. It's just a bit slower. Gets you from A to B. <laughs> All sorts of other exercises, but I, running. Like, like find <laughs> the thing that you enjoy. Yeah. It, you, it can't be horrible every single day. And the same with business. Like if you hate Instagram and every time good, you log yeah. onto it, you just want to like punch someone in the face because yeah. they just have this perfect life and it's also no like whatever <laughs> just don't do it you don't have to have instagram to have a successful business if you yeah. hate it do something different <laughs> but yeah. you've got to do something you know you have to do something you just have to find the right something yeah yeah rant over um, okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> something Not a i think we covered a, a lot of great points there i hope you guys are feeling motivated or going like yeah systems are sexy now i, I get it i want <laughs> i want habits in my business that are like build a strong foundation um but i want to like sort of go towards the why okay i think when you talk about atomic habit yes, and please. some things that he talks about in this uh book i forgot his name james james clear james clear Mm-hmm. So the book is called Atomic Habit. We should definitely do it for the book club. Great book. Yes. Um, and atomic I, as in small. Atomic means is meaning small as yeah, opposed not, to like atomic bomb. You know, yeah, like. not like the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Very I small. I actually just started reading this um, because of you, Jess, and this is funny what happened in my brain. So last night I bought a new book, which ended up being Atomic Habit, um, because I thought, I was like, this is what we feed for book club. And so I've started reading it thinking, oh, I'll be ready for January. And then... Um, loved it, read like an hour of it last night. I was already like, oh, this is great. So I haven't finished it yet. And then realized that I was like, this is not the book we've been reading. It's definitely a book we should read for book club. Definitely one of the next read it. The first hour that I've read of it, I was like, this is the stuff I've been talking about and obsessing about in my mm-hmm. content and videos and email newsletter for the last few months because this is so true. There's no way around it. It was just like confirming all of my weird brain set up and I was just like thank you but it's not weird it's normal that's the point yeah it's normal yeah that's true but I think something that I thought was a really great visual explanation of it is how he says you know you can set goals but winners and losers have the same goals it's just Mm -hmm. that we look at the winners and go oh man how did you reach those high goals and all but we don't go to losers and go like how come you didn't like make it and you didn't reach those goals they had the same goals the goal isn't how you become successful is not by saying I'm going to grow my Instagram account to 2000 uh, you know, followers in one year or whatever. That's not how it is. It's like you can set a goal to give you some sort of like score to, scoreboard to look at, but then you've got to like backtrack and build systems or in this case he calls it habits um, to support that goal and do that consistently because, and I think the, the, the quote that he has is you do not, and we've said that so many times in the podcast already. Uh, what's the quote? You don't, oh, I've got, I've got it here somewhere. You do not rise to the level of your goals. You yes. fall to the level of your systems. Yes. Yeah, this mm, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
you can have a super high goal, but you, you know, and I think he gives an example in the book where it's like, you know, you are, you are at a, like a soccer game or a basketball game, or whatever. It's like if the team was just looking at the scoreboard, waiting for it to go up in the points, like that's not how they win. They win because every day they go to the gym, they train, they eat well, they sleep well, and they do all of these things in the system that support that the fact that then when they play the game, the scoreboard goes high and they win. So, you know, the goal is, is more of an, an education. And, and of course, you want to have some sort of like achievable goal that you can look at and be inspired by. But it won't do anything for you if you stop there. Like you have to go back to consistency and doing things slowly over time, but with regularity. Yes, is your cat purring? No. Oh, I, I think thought sorry. it was a helicopter. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it's my side. It's uh, definitely more in the helicopter. That's fine. I just thought it was a kitty. I was like, ah. Oh. I wanted to mute myself, but I was talking, so I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> yes. No, I think, and it's. I love this book so much. Like, I, I actually got it from the library, and then I went and bought it because I'm like, I mm. want to actually have this book to reread in the future. Yeah, I've highlighted like I don't know, seven, like my pages of like highlighted the whole way. I was like, I need to stop highlight. Maybe I should highlight the stuff I don't want to highlight, or be less yeah. like using less ink. <laughs> Yeah, there's a couple of really good podcasts he's been on where he's kind of pulled out the real key points and I I listened to those and I was like, I need to read this mm. book. Yeah, so, maybe yeah. do that if you don't want to read the book because definitely um, I think you need to to listen to to his take on that because it's really interesting. Something else I wanted to mention as well is systems are not an option. So mm. I mentioned that in a video I did really recently where I talked about the, and I think it was like reality versus dream like, or dream versus reality. And it's like this idea that, you know, you open your shop and then you're on this like linear, like straight line to growth and mm. everything's going to be magical because, you know, your shop is open and you're going to get orders and it's not really how it works at all. And there's a big gap here be- between what people or shop owners expect once they open their shop and what the reality is those first couple of years. And, you know, and we've talked about it enough on the podcast. I think we don't need to dive into that. The fact that this is, you know, highlighted by marketing and all of that and from people who lie a little bit to you to mm-hmm. buy stuff that they create. Anyway, rent, mm-hmm. slightly tiny, tiny rent on the side. <laughs> but, you know, systems are really what your business needs to look at, uh, to, to look like, sorry, for you to grow. So to reach any type of, of, of goal in your business, you, you're going to need to get out of this like linear way of uh, working on your shop that you can have when you're just getting started because things need to happen in a really specific order. You can't launch your shop if you don't have your products made because you need to take pictures because you need to write for the description. Like it's all linear, you know, like it makes sense. You're like, okay, I need to do this and then this and then this and then this. Then you open your shop and what I get a lot from members uh, inside the HQ is like, wow, I need to do so many things at once all the time. And they rec- they like recurring tasks, like marketing is a system, you know, it's something mm. that happens slowly and there's tasks that come back. You're not going to just log into Instagram once and then it's done. You have to do it daily or weekly. Same if you do Pinterest and whatever you decide your marketing strategy is going to be, it's got to be something that's got to have a routine and a system around it. And so you have to, you know, those first couple of years, they're, they're like a matter of adjusting to what the systems are for your business and how they work. And making sure that you do these things consistently because that's this consistency that's going to get you those results. Inconsistency takes time by definition. You can't be consistent over just a day. That's not how Mm -hmm. it works, which is why growth takes time, which is what no one wants to tell you because it's not (laughs) sexy to hear that and to say that, but it's so true. And that's why I'm like, systems are a must. Once your shop is open and you're entering this marketing growth stage, 
you got to have them. Like it's just mm. not It's an kind option. of like the lifeblood of the machine, right? Like it's what yeah. makes everything work and it's what makes the system as in framework of your business like work. It gets all mm. the cogs moving and then without it, everything's going to get rusty and fall apart and yeah. not grow at all. Yeah. That was some mixed metaphors there, but yep. I, I know. <laughs> so many different metaphors in that. That's all right. Lifeblood, machine, cogs, rusty, growth. It all makes sense. So funny when you were saying all these words, it made me think about is it pyramid this game on TV when they like throw random words and you're trying to figure out what they're talking about? <laughs> I think it was an old game like in the 90s or something. Anyway, I'm the only one that got that joke. Or maybe one listener right now is cracking up and they're like, Yeah, Deb, I see, I see. <laughs> I get you, Deb. I, I that's you. High five. Thank you. <laughs> right. Well, we've covered a lot. Uh, in this episode, I think um, it will, it would, what is that word? It would heed you? No, it would behave you. It would, what is the word, Jess? Come um, on. Behoove. It would behoove you. What? Wait, 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 wait. What is that word? Oh, I want to find the word. No. Behoove. Behoove. This is a super cute word. It sounds like behave, but also like hoover. Like, okay. be, behoove on? to be necessary or proper for to be fit or meet for it would behoove oh, you i like it so b-e-h-o-o-v-e we're teaching deb new english words today yeah it's funny and then the when i learn a new word um which you know doesn't really happen that often anymore which is great but sometimes when she's like oh never heard that word i then have to use it like three or five times in the same week following to then then it's imprinted in my brain dictionary so like nick's gonna hear a lot of that Word I'm gonna have to place it in conversation. And then he can use it in his class. He's so gonna be like, you just learned that word, didn't you? It would behoove you to cook us a delightful dinner. Yeah. It would behoove you, you to, put, to, to not put steal my headphones. Yes, <laughs> please. It's really annoying when I record podcasts if you don't have headphones. <laughs> well, the word that I actually think that I wanted to use was benefit, but you know whatever Same okay yeah, i know that one whatever yeah. uh it would behoove and benefit you to continue <laughs> listening to the next episode which we will be going more into systems and in fact we will be talking about order processing specifically we'll plus jess. a couple of other things <laughs> yes it will be me and deb questioning jess i did used to do orders myself but it was a long time ago and i can't really remember what i did so that will be jess's time to shine more brightly than she already does <laughs> And then I don't know where that sentence was going, so that it, was, it, it all worked out in the end. And then our Patreon episode for this month is actually going to go into the, like, how the hell do you do it? Like, how do you capture and document your systems to benefit your business? So if you're not yet a Patreon, patron, please join via Patreon. Oh, my God. And you can do that at www.patreon.com forward slash tbom and be one of our co-producers of the show which we um it's just great if you do that we love you so uh we hope you will be able to join us for that episode the patreon episode and also the next episode on order processing we think they're going to be really valuable we hope that we've made systems sound a little bit more appealing to you with the idea of being a healthy habit for your business you really are definitely as deb said it's the you know it's super important once you reach that growth stage but if you do it now as you're just starting out it just makes it so so much easier um and it frees up the bandwidth and all of that stuff i could just recap the entire episode but i won't (laughs) because we'll have all that information in the show notes Anyway, we'll also post um, the books that we referenced in the show notes below as well. 
So, yes, please do consider becoming a patron if you're not already. Please do share us in your networks on Instagram, in your Facebook groups. We love reaching new people. And also just a really quick um, little note that our survey will be happening really soon or is currently happening. So jump onto our website to find out more about that also. And we will catch you next time on the Business of Making podcast. Thank you, everyone. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey there, Maker. Are you loving the Business of Making podcast? We're loving bringing it to you, but we really need your support to continue producing the show. You can support us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. And depending on your level of support, you can get perks like behind the scenes and extra special content, including video, a link to your shop on our website, and even a shout out on the podcast itself. Every month, we also release a secret podcast episode available only to our platinum patrons. Just head on over to thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash support.